You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, fasten your seat belts, and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic. Here we are, folks. I don't know if I would call this a sad episode or... Uh, Well, let's do a celebration of life episode. That's what I'm thinking. You know, because who makes it to 90? Not very many people. And blessed enough to go in your sleep. And have brought joy to so many people across the world, not even our great state. But she affected a lot of people. She was the very first of a lot of things in country music. Yeah. And I think that um, we couldn't start this any other way without saying, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the first lady of country music, Loretta Lynn. God rest her soul. Now, have you watched the movie? I have. Mm-hmm. Did you? What did you think of it? Uh, I had heard the story, but... You know, before I seen the movie, I didn't really exactly understand it. I mean, her upbringing in the you know, mountains of eastern Kentucky is is yeah, a fairly common one as yeah. far as back then. Um, but it here, doesn't make it any less hard. No, no. <laughs> and here's the thing: to be that poor, yeah. but to to be able to make it to where she did, because like nowadays, all people have to do is get a cell phone. Then they can Google mm-hmm. tools to make it. But when you live in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. like Butcher Holler, yep. it's kind of like a fantasy. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean they like, don't even believe there's you know, places life other outside than of the hills. Yeah, that's all they yeah. know is the hills. But it's, anyways, folks, if you have not seen the movie, I recommend that you do. It's one of the greatest autobiographies of anybody. Yeah, I mean, Coal Miner's Daughter. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's not just because I'm a country fan. Like it's a it's a really good movie in itself, and Tommy Lee Jones just kills it. Yeah, he's I really think. good. I it. think he's a really good yeah, well, I'm, character I mean, on it. I don't. I can't remember the name of the lead actress who, yeah, uh, actually, yeah, played Loretta. Sissy she did really Spacek. good. Yeah, Sissy Spacek. That's right. Mm-hmm. And she did really good too. Yes, she did. So, let's go ahead and just dive in here. Loretta was born April 14th, 1932. Uh, she is the second of eight children. Her father, Ted, and her mama, Claire? Yeah, mm-hmm. Claire Marie. Uh, they raised their family in Butcher Holler. I actually, one time, I got to go see that in person. It's mm-hmm. it's It's like a... I don't know if it's just because I love country music and I love her, but... It was almost like you're standing on hollowed ground. Oh, yeah. I mean, the cabin's still there. It looks just the way that it did when she left it. Probably the grass looks a little bit better taken care of than when she left it. (laughs) Probably. But it's pretty impressive. So um, she was named Loretta after another singer named Loretta Young. Her mom was a big fan of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the 40s, the... uh, Around 40s, 1940s, she would have been around 8. They were so poor that her mother used sear catalogs for wallpaper. 
Yeah, and that's that's not uncommon. That got done. I heard people in my family doing that. Yeah. Around 1948, at the age of 15, Loretta marries her one and only husband, Mr. Doolittle, who goes by the nickname Do, Doolittle, and Money. Do leaves Loretta temporarily when she becomes pregnant, and they reconcile. Um, The couple moves to the state of Washington. That's where their daughter, Betty Sue, is born. She only knew Doolittle for a month. Yeah. It's wild. And if it's as close to what happened in the movie, yeah. could you imagine? That doesn't happen anymore. Like, she didn't know that's how babies were made. No. She yeah. had no clue. And that's one thing that I discovered when I watched the movie is I know that That wouldn't happen have, nowadays. I mean, she didn't have an education where she, no. when she was growing up. But the fact that all the things that she didn't understand... As she was going through life, and she just had to learn on the fly, like you know, the time at the radio station. Yeah, with the baloney. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, but, and what? that's going to bring up something else a little, you know, later on. And I'll wait, you know, I'd like to talk about that. But she, she was so innocent. Oh, yeah. Just going through her entire life. Everything she experienced, she was experiencing for the first time. Every day was new. Well, her her dad was so mad when he found out she got married and she was leaving home. Uh, 1949, they have their son, Jack Benny, who is born. Um, Around this time, her husband buys her her very first Gibson guitar. It was $17. Of course, back then, $17 was... Probably impressive. She was wearing a ring. Then they have uh, Ernest Ray. He is born in 1951. 1952, they have a daughter. Claire Marie Sissy is born. So she named this daughter after her mom. 1959, Loretta begins performing and writing songs. Her father, Ted, dies. Now, he never got to see what she become. So... Mm -hmm. As, I don't know, I I guess that would bother me, you know, like, if you wanted something so bad and, like, your dad was against it, but then he missed seeing everything that you become. Right. That would have to be hard. Well, I mean, she had all kinds of guilt anyway when she left the holler just because, you know, he had promised her father two things he wouldn't hit her and that didn't exactly go right and uh he wouldn't uh, take her away yeah and he too did far both. to visit he did both quick yeah like within yeah the first year he did both well i mean they went to uh what the state of washington mm-hmm. other the, side the other country. end of the country yeah i mean so um loretta learned to write songs backwards that's how she does it um she would do it on fishing trips and times taking care of the babies. In the 60s, Loretta appeared on the Buck Owens show in uh, Washington. She forms her own band called the Loretta Trailblazers, playing uh, six nights a week. Uh, records Honky Tonk Girl, uh, it enters the chart at this time. 
It goes from 28 all the all the way down to number 14. This helps her appear on the Grand Ole Opry. Um, at this time, she signs a record deal with Owen Bradley, which at that time he wasn't massive, but he was gaining the momentum. You mm-hmm. know, like I reckon he had done some work with Elvis, I believe. You don't get much bigger than that. No. So here we are in 1961. She moves to Nashville. She dedicates a song to Patsy Cline on the Jamboree after Cline's car accident. Um, they they were they were close. That's one thing I didn't I didn't understand until I watched the movie. Yeah, is how close her and you know, Patsy were. I always loved Patsy. Yeah, I, I always you know, loved her songs. I I, I always thought she had a. A great voice. I didn't realize they were so you know, BFFs. Friendly. Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah. I had no idea they were friendly. Loretta wore a pair of panties that Patsy gave her for like three years. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. They were super tight. I mean, tight enough that in the future she names one of her children after Patsy. Uh, 1962, Loretta becomes a member of the Grand Old Opry and begins to tour. She releases her first DECA single, which is Success. Not a lot of momentum off of it. 1963, her first album, Loretta Lynn Sings, reaches number two on Billboard charts. 1964, she partners with Ernest Tubb for several records and live performances and such. Things really just aren't taking traction until around 1966, when she releases... A song that so many women can relate to. And we're going to go ahead and play it for you. This is Don't Come Home a Drinking. Now, when you watch this video on YouTube, it's straight up in the 60s. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, they didn't have no earpieces. You stood in front of the mic and you sang. And you sang loud enough where everybody else can hear you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. My grandma has like um, the photos that come out of the bottom of the cameras. Are they called Polaroids? Yeah. She's got some of those where she has met Loretta multiple times. By just hanging out at the offering. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. I would have loved to have met her. I'd say that the most famous legend that I met was Dolly Parton. Yeah. That time she fixed my collar. It was mm-hmm. really so cool. But anyways, <laughs> back to Loretta. Mm-hmm. So um, after this, this song was a smash. She had another song. And if you can tell in this little trend... She's speaking for a lot of women. You know what I mean? She's uh, speaking for a lot of uh, personal experience. Yes, which (laughs) at the time, I don't think they had anything this honest. No. That's all she knew, though. If you think about it, she was... like, I'm going to write about my life. Yeah, and she did. And she wrote about all the things her husband was doing to her. And here we are with You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man. 
my man. Here's Miss Loretta Lynn. I just wonder if there was guys that kind of got tired of hearing about her stories the way girls and guys did with Elvis. You know what I mean? Like, she's hitting too close to home, and my yeah. wife's at home singing to this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it was so honest. Yeah. wonder if she ever had that kind of backlash. I know she had you know, some yeah, backlash just because, like, sometimes she didn't realize that yeah, some of the things she was you know, singing about or talking about wasn't okay to talk about at that time, you know. Yeah, and we'll get to that one. Mm-hmm. I know which one you're about to say. So, here we are. Uh, this album, It Goes Gold, which is massive for a female. She was actually the very first female to go gold. Uh, she releases after this Dear Uncle Sam, which reaches the top ten. Uh, Loretta and Do by... Hurricane Mills and moved the family in. When the children have, have started to grow, the lens turned the ranch into a tourist attraction around the plantation home. This includes a mu- museum, a record studio, a concert venue, and a western store. This place is so big that it has its own zip code <laughs> slash post office. Like, it's that big. <laughs> have you been there? No. Dude, it is something worth seeing. It's only like six miles off the interstate, probably 45 minutes outside of Nashville, but like a weekend that that you may want to go and take your boys and your wife. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Hmm. I mean, and like in front of her house, there's these big steps that say Loretta Lynn, and you can sit right there and take your picture. Now, she lived in the house behind the big house Hmm. after the fact because... She did believe in ghosts and stuff like that. And you can tour her bottom floor, but you can't go upstairs in her home. Yeah. Just like Elvis. Right. 1967 was huge. This is when things really start to take traction. Loretta wins her first CMA Award for Female Vocalist of the Year. Which, at this time, they hadn't really thought about women. You know, until Loretta. She comes along and she's got all this honest truth. And um, right after she wins the award, she released Via City. I mean, how honest is that? It's about as honest as it gets. It's great. (laughs) 
Fifth City, folks. <laughs> I've been to Fifth City a couple times. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just... I would give anything to go back and just live a week in that time. <laughs> you know? Right after this, she's really telling people who she is. I mean, people are taking on to all this honesty. So she releases one of her most notable songs in 1969. This is Coal Miner's Daughter. Now this song right here, if there's ever a Bible of country music hymns mm-hmm. dedicated to country music, this is a song that's going to be in it. This, yeah. Coat of Many Colors, um, mm-hmm. Walk the Line, Ring of Fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are one of those songs that country music is desperately missing today, in my opinion, is these great songs. Yeah, you have songs that get you to work in the morning and they're catchy and you yeah. can sing along too but but you just country music's missing the honesty on the radio is what they're missing and i seen luke combs recently uh release a statement saying we don't sing about the dirt road we sing about the freedom while we're on the dirt road it's nothing to do with the truck the dirt road it's about being in that mindset to where you're riding down the road, the windows down, and you just don't have a care in your world. That's mm-hmm. what he's trying to write about. Right. And to hear somebody in this day and time have that much honesty gives me hope. Yeah. I mean, this award show coming up, I feel like, is the most countryest nominated award show that we've had in the last 20 damn years. Yeah. The only way it would be, to, you know, <clears throat> more country is if it wasn't. If you had people like Sturgill or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not what I want. It's but not it's, perfect. it's more acceptable than it's, it has been. Yeah, yeah. it's not perfect, but it's oh, better. By no means. It's by better no than means. it has been for a while. So, I agree with that. So, Coal Miner's Daughter, she basically sung about her life. It was the most truest song that she ever wrote. It inspired the movie later on. 1970, Loretta breaks her partnership with the uh, Wilburns and forms her own publishing company. 1971, she organizes a benefit for coal miners' family after an explosion at Hayden Mine. She releases I Want to Be Free on its way. Around this time, she partners with the greatest duo of all time in my book. I mean, they're at least in the top three. Wouldn't you say for country music? Uh, I mean, who done it better? 
out of them. I That's have, I'd have to think about it. You know, you had Dolly and Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. You had um, Loretta and Conway, mm-hmm. George and Tammy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been a great couple. It really has. But yeah. there's not been a couple to win as many awards as these two that I'm about to announce. And that's Loretta when she partnered up with Mr. Conway Twitty. They were together from 1933. No, I almost said that wrong. Conway, his date was 1933 to 1993. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, they had a lot of several performances together. They had 11 albums five number one songs and their partnership last till 1988 which is a pretty good amount of time to hang out with each other yeah. you know here we are with Louisiana Woman Mississippi Man it's one of my favorite songs What a what a such a great song. It is. I mean, Conway to what too. I mean like I can't wait to cover Conway because in my opinion, Conway he was a true ladies man. I oh, mean yeah. he that Morgan Wallen has no clue the stuff that Conway's probably seen. You know what I mean? I mean, and this is just the back stuff he then. sang about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so you asked nobody if, done it any better. No, you asked me if I'd been to Hurricane Mills. Have you been to Twitty City? Yes, but I it, had it when I was young. There's nothing to see though. No. Like when I went, it was just like a church. Yeah, and of course, you there's know, a restaurant there. Oh, see, I didn't. Now I didn't see that. There was. Time. I don't know if there still is. Across the street was House of Cash, right? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. I was so young. I don't remember. Yeah, and if you stay on that road right beside a Twitty City, you go straight on back, and that's where Johnny Cash lived. Mm, right past that. that. Yep. Yeah. But my, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty impressive. I went with my grandma. When okay. I was young. I went with my grandma several times to Nashville. She lived down there for a, a brief time. Mm-hmm. My grandpa worked at a gas station, and he's seen multiple artists. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Porter Wagner, I'm George sure then, Jones. Yeah, then it was different. Yeah, they come in and gas up their own cars. Yeah, they don't have no more. No. <laughs> no. They had their name on their buses then. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, I feel like I would want that. Would it, you? You can't do it anymore, though, because Why? you get people always trying to... Everybody, you know, now... Is looking for something. I'm not. I can't say like a everybody. Reason to sue you. A reason to sue you. An opportunity to rob you. Or be your Morgan Wallen neighbor and film you. Everybody wants something for free. Well, Lynn and Conway they win a Grammy for the best country vocal performance by a group or a duo. Then Lynn releases "One on the Way," 
Now I didn't have that one queued up, but that's 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 her life. Mm-hmm. She was having babies one after the other. At first, she thought that was the only thing she was good at. Yeah, yeah. So 1973, she releases Rated X, Hey Loretta, Love is a Foundation. Uh, this year, she wins CMA Vocalist of the Year again. 1974, CMA Vocalist of the Year again. 1975 explodes because she releases the song The Pill. <laughs> yeah, she got a lot of backlash for that. Yeah, and I mean, looking back on it, does it make sense? I mean, <clears throat> does what make sense? Well, I mean, all the backlash. Yeah, or, yeah, no backlash for it. It just that I mean, at that time, that was how everything was viewed. The woman, you know, basically was in charge of a few things. She was in charge. Of cleaning, of uh, cooking, of watching the kids and having the kids, and once she was able to talk about, ha- you know, being able to have relations with her man without having to worry about getting pregnant, that was seen as, oh, she's floozy. Yeah, that's yeah. how it was looked. And the fact of the matter is, if you want to know why. In the early 1900s, you know, so many families had you know, 12 kids. Yeah, because... because they had no other way to Well, I mean, stop. every time that they enjoyed each other's company, mm-hmm. they were pregnant. I, I want, so the I, only safe time is when she is yeah. pregnant. I want everybody out there uh, yeah, to think about what if every time you had relations with your partner, there was a child that came around <laughs> nine months later. How many kids would you have? <laughs> I mean, let's think about it. That would be a lot of kids, you know? Well, you got to look at it like this, though. You could technically only have one every nine months. Well, yeah. But, and then as soon as you know, that one's out, it happens again. Well, yeah. I mean, So, it depends on how long, I guess, you're you know, fertile. But yeah. everybody's fertile for probably at least 20... Yeah, 25 not everybody i mean some people have issues we had issues for a while but like 20 to 25 years is your prime yeah fertility years so that's 25 kids is that something that, that you know, you're interested in <laughs> no, i'm not interested in 25 no, kids i couldn't imagine i couldn't i couldn't feed five much less 25 well you know and and nothing about nothing against people that do this but like i always wanted my kids to be within a close range yeah you know, I didn't want to have a 25-year-old and then, here's my newborn baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I always wanted to keep mine close together. But, anyway. I mean, sometimes you're able to do that. and Sometimes, sometimes you're not. I mean, sometimes it's a blessing you know, to have an older child when you have a baby. That's an extra set of hands. That's very true. That that's is very extra, true. That's an extra set of hands and... You're not really having to worry about you know, the oldest one as much anymore. And so now you have all hands on deck for this baby. Yeah. So that baby's going to be spoiled and going to be worth a shit. But So <laughs> this song was banned by 60 stations across the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and it began to become an underground hit. 
it sold 15,000 copies the first week, which, you know, back then, that, that was pretty impressive. Uh, with Conway Twitty, um, they began to do more songs. Loretta wins CMA Vocalist of the Year once again. With Conway, they win the American Music Awards for the favorite country group slash band, which they also win again in 1977 and 1978. 1976, the movie is released, Coal Miner's Daughter. 1977, she releases I Remember Patsy, an album dedicated to Patsy Cline. So here we are in the 80s. I feel like one of the greatest times of for everything. Music, movies, just life in general. So um, this is when the film is officially released. I know I said that it was released in 76, but it was 80. Starring Sissy Spacek as Loretta Lynn, Tommy Lee Jones as Doolittle. 1981, Loretta's mom dies. So here she is. She, I, I think Loretta become a grandmother at like 34. It was like 29. It was 29? Mm-hmm. I think they got brought up. Wow. I, I hadn't seen it movie. yet. I thought it was 34, but it may, you may be right. 29. It was either in the movie that I learned that or another podcast I listened to about her. Yeah. Uh, 1982, she releases I Lie. It becomes a hit. Um, 1984, her son Jack Benny dies in a drowning accident on the farm. 1988, Loretta is inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Which, I mean, look at her awards. Still today, she is dated as one of the most um, female artists to ever win as many awards as she did. I mean, she was the first to go gold. She was uh, the first to do a lot of things. She actually won Entertainer of the Year, too. She's the first female to win that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was... She's a trailblazer for sure. Not, you know, just like her band's name when she was in Washington, but she was a trailblazer on her own. Loretta performs for George Bush's inauguration with uh, her daughter Sissy and sister Gail. Which we haven't mentioned, but she has a famous sister, Crystal Gale. Mm-hmm. They were born under the same roof in Butcher Holler. 1993, here we are in the 90s, she releases Honky Tonk Angels with Dolly Parton and Tammy Wynette. 1995, uh, she begins to host a uh, TV show, Loretta Lynn and Friends. 1996, her husband, Dude, he passes away of diabetes. 1997, she is inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame mm. in 1997, which, I mean, just look at all the stuff that she's won yeah. from where she came from. Folks, I'm talking dirt poor. Sears catalog on the wall poor. Mm-hmm. Wearing the same shoes for years on end. Not no. wondering if you're going to have any food. They wore every year for Christmas. They got a new pair of shoes in the winter. They didn't have any shoes in the summer because they were worn out. Right. But every winter they got a new pair of shoes. <laughs> that was in the movie. I see. <laughs> 2002, she releases a second um, autobiography. I'm still woman enough. Well, mm-hmm. of course. We know. 
you are the greatest female country singer of all time, our first lady. Yep. 2003, she is awarded at the Kennedy Center Honors. That's, Two, that's a huge honor there. Very huge. 2004, she releases Van Leer Rose with Jack White. It reaches number two on the Billboard charts. That's wild. Jack White of the White Stripes. Seems like I don't know nothing about him, but I remember when this happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there was small rumors that they were dating because it was, like, it was so <laughs> crazy at the time. No yeah. joke. Yeah. Like. Wow. Yeah, and which it doesn't take much common sense to know the age difference, but... Yeah. It really affected Jack when she passed away because they formed such a great friendship, yeah. you know? I mean, he's younger than we are. Yeah, for sure. He's talented, though, man. He's got so much talent. But. So, um, in the 2010, she re receives a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, which yeah. is you awesome. You knew that was coming. <laughs> How could it not? Right. You know what I mean? Uh, they do a tribute album, Coal Miner's Daughter. It has artists from Sheryl Crow, Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, and several others. The CMA recognizes Loretta Lynn for 50 years in country music. Loretta reaches 59 entries on the Billboard country charts as a performer, which is that's pretty good for a female, Yeah, you know? 2012, she releases her book, Honky Tonk Girls, My Life in Lyrics. 2003, she is awarded by Barack Obama the Presidential Medal of Freedom. That's a big award, too. That same year, her daughter Betty Sue dies from emphysema. 2014, she signs a multi-album deal with Legacy Records. I mean, still signing record deals. In 2014, 2016, a full circle. Loretta's first studio album in over 10 years. An American Masters, Loretta Lynn, still a mountain girl. Yeah. And I'm telling you, folks, we could talk about her probably all day mm -hmm. and not cover all the nice stories and yeah. the just the artists that she inspired. The, right. the artist that we wouldn't have today had it not been for her. Yeah. Did had, you know that the uh, you know, KKK you know, came after her? No, I did not know that. They came after her. Uh, you know, they warned her beforehand. I think it was the CMA Awards. She was supposed to introduce uh, Charlie Pride. Or really? she was giving him an award. And because he's a black man... They were, everybody had told her, you know, do not hug him and do not wow. embrace him at all. So she, you know, handed him the award. She hugged him. She gave him a big kiss on the cheek. Because she's a badass. <laughs> because she doesn't care. She does not care one bit. She grew up in the holler where everybody around her was yeah, just like her there's no difference between it don't matter what color your skin is that's how it is in kentucky i feel like a lot of a lot of places now there are some people who are shallow-minded when it comes to that but yeah for the most part you don't you don't get that well i'm gonna say this right here 
the day that she passed away, my grandmother called me because we've always had a good connection when it comes to country music, even though she hadn't turned on her country radio in the last 10 years. But when we heard that Loretta passed, there was a moment that I was kind of sad because I never got to meet her, never got to physically see her in person. But what a great life and the stuff that she achieved. I really feel like she did good her time here. She, you couldn't have done any better. No, she, she, uh, she for sure made more out of what she was given than just about anybody you could possibly imagine. And you know, it was great to see so many artists pay tribute. There were some artists that didn't, and I'm not going to say anything because as we talked, there's yeah. probably somebody running their Facebook, or maybe they just didn't have a connection and they didn't want to look like a hypocrite by talking about her. Right. But I feel like if you're in the business, you should, you know, like when cops die, everybody puts like a little uh, black thing over their badge. I feel like maybe we should have done that at least one day for the first lady of country music. Yeah. I think that they will do something special for her at the CMAs coming up. Mm -hmm. I know her funeral was very, very private. So, yeah, I'm, oh. I'm sure that it's going to be a, a huge a celebration of her life and her influence on country music. I'm just so thankful that we had Loretta Lynn, and I hope that her memory lasts as long as it possibly could. Yeah, I mean, we had her for 90 years. I wish we could have her for 90 more, but that's just us being... Yeah, yeah. stingy. Extremely selfish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, just the influence alone of what she did to the state of Kentucky. I'm not even talking about yeah. country music right now. Just the state of Kentucky. She was an icon in itself. And she needed her husband to push her to you know, try to be a singer. Yeah. Because that's not something she would have should have done without him. I know he had his faults. Oh, he had a lot of faults. <laughs> but had it not been him, right. I don't know if we would have had a Loretta Lynn. No, I, and I honestly don't think we would have because all she was concerned about was them kids. Yeah, she just, just like any mother, kids. Yeah. you know. Like a, you know, any you know, good mother right. and wife, she moved to Washington away from her family. Everything she'd ever known, she moved away from all of it for him. And it worked out. But. To me, to me, and I, and I know this may sound odd, folks, but this is as much as I love country music. Sometimes I treat it like it's a type of religion, but I feel like these artists nowadays, you know, you don't have to know everything about George Jones, Johnny Cash, Loretta Lynn, but if you could just learn one song, whether you ever play it live, to just pay respect to the people that come before you. I think, um, you know, it it would touch people like me Mm -hmm. that you took the time to learn that, you know, because it was honest truth. That's what country music is. And, folks, I give five stars, without a doubt, five golden stars for the first lady of country music. I'm not giving her five stars. I'm giving her six stars on a five-star scale. That's never been done, folks. <laughs> never been done by Jordan. But she, you know, her career had never been done, and has still to this day never been done again. You can't top that. 
I mean, you got, you know, Dolly may eventually get to that point because she, uh, she essentially she, yeah. is the first lady of country now. She is. I guess Willie's the king of country. I don't, I don't know about Willie. He, he, he's kind of like an uncle he's that like never goes away. He's like the jester. Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> he's over there smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> just being Willie. So, anyways, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I hope you got to know Loretta a little bit. And any artists out there, if you want to start, I want you to learn her music. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you, you know, do you want to do the hypothetical? I mean, we could. I didn't really think about it, so it'll be right on the whim. Right. All right. Let's do it. What would be your fight song? Fist City. It's got to be Fist City, doesn't it? It's got to it? be. That's the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my husband out there messing with that kitty. <laughs> Mess around with him, you're gonna go to Fifth City. <laughs> yeah, Fifth City, baby. Uh, all right, what about what about your love song? Making love song. Oh wow! There was a song that him or that Conway and her did together. What was the song where they called each other from the phone? I'm gonna have to Google it. You go ahead and do yours. Oh, see, I don't even know. I can't. I didn't have a love song, really. The song I would listen to on repeat for all eternity is, believe it or not, it is a Louisiana woman, Mississippi man. So I just love that song. I would say the phone call. That would be the love song. Yeah. I I have no idea. What's the song you'd listen to forever? Uh, Louisiana woman, Mississippi man. I'd say that'd be close to mine, too. I don't yeah, know, though. Yeah, Coal Miner's Daughter's good. It's a classic. Yeah. I think her most well-written song was Coal Miner's Daughter and You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My yeah, Man. I kind of thought about that one, too. That's a really good one. But, I mean, from what I enjoyed, I enjoyed, you know, Fist City, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I right? can listen to that forever. <laughs> yeah, she had so many good songs. And, I mean, at that time... I enjoyed the pill too. The pill's yeah. a great song. Yeah, like it. It's got humor in it. I mean, it, it's got some yeah clever writing in it. I tell you, if for something that you guys want to do one weekend that you don't have anything planned, and even if you got the kids, they'll enjoy it. Go down to Hurricane Mills, look at her farmland, look at her museum, the bus, everything from the movies to the awards. Everything is there. And it's really, really budget-friendly. It's in the middle of nowhere. Once a year, they have, like, a uh, motorbike event uh, with BMX. Hmm. Not BMX bikes, but dirt bikes and stuff. Right. They have music festivals. I mean, there's a place to camp. It's pretty impressive. And if you ever make it to Butcher Holler for I don't know what reason, because there is nothing within 200 miles. get lost. At all. Literally. I mean... It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. There is a big rock out in front of her house that says Butcher Holler. I mean, well, the GPS does not work that well out there. No. I'm telling won't. you. But anyways, that's it, folks. That's all I got. Yeah. And we appreciate everybody listening, everybody supporting us. Uh, remember to, oh, I almost forgot. I went to the uh, yeah, Kentucky Rising concert. And we got surprised with a few surprise guests. Ricky Skaggs was one of them. Legend. And another legend, the great Patty Loveless. And Patty is phenomenal. Oh, she's amazing. 
Well, like she stole the show. Well, when you told me that she done uh, that song, uh, well, it just left the top of my head. You don't even know who I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. It what an duet. honest country song. It was a duet with but Chris But, you know, Stapleton. you did not tell me on the phone that they all got together. At the end? Yes. For that song, <laughs> for out Paradise. of all the songs, yes. Yeah. I'm glad you videoed that. Yeah. Folks, if you want to see it, it's on our Facebook page. Yeah, that's the only song that I recorded the entire thing. I, I had little clips and little pictures of certain things, but I was just like, yeah, I do not want yeah, this opportunity to pass me by without having it. I mean, that that right it. there, that'll never happen again. No. I mean, th- that those Kentucky folks on the stage doing mm-hmm. that song about Kentucky and every one of them has experienced something in that song. It right. may have not been from Muhlenberg County, but mm-hmm. no. somewhere in the 120 counties of Kentucky. Yeah. And I want to go ahead and say, I'm going to give a hat off to you because I know there's going to be a politician somewhere taking your definition of what country, Kentucky <laughs> folks are because, dude, you nailed it. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I knew that I did all right on the review when my wife shared it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you can get the the queen at home to share it, you're doing good. I, you know, honestly, I read it to her when she was on the couch. We were getting ready to go to bed, and she fell asleep on the couch because I mean the night before we didn't get a lot of sleep. But so well, she she's passed out on the couch, and I was like, hey, I I wrote this. I'm gonna read it to you. Want you want you to tell me what you think? Okay, okay. I had her eyes closed the whole time, and uh, I was like, well, so I started reading. And I noticed that she was not awake. And uh, so I started making up lines in it. And she's yeah. like, yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good. <laughs> it's going on and yeah. on. you got to be kidding well, me. Well, I, I don't expect you to read the whole thing. But if you could just do the part to where you talk about Kentucky. Because I've never truly understood. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I, di- I didn't get it. I knew this mm. is home. But I guess I just couldn't find the definition that you did. Right. Well, I mean, I love Kentucky. I've always loved Kentucky. I have a tattoo of Kentucky on my arm. Um, But if somebody was to ask me before, I'll just read this. All right. Most uh, Southerners can relate. We're born in small rural towns. We know our neighbors. Odds are we're related to them. Uh, The folks in our hometown hold a special place in our hearts as we scatter the world to fulfill our lively duties and dreams. Uh, Personally, every time I make the comment, Kentucky is the greatest place on earth. I always get the rebuttal of, yeah, what about Kentucky is so great. Now we mention this because last night Kentucky Rising gave me a clear response to that question that I have received so many times prior. Now, going up in the growing up in the rolling hills of south central kentucky you learn about the mountains in the east as well as the people who reside there yeah last not only solidified my previous discovery that we are all one people and one family when the floods burdened our mountain family uh, my heart felt so heavy and it took me back to this past december when our family in the western part of the state endured those you know devastating tornadoes the only constant in kentucky is our desire to heal to help and to love our fellow Kentuckians in need. Mr. Stapleton not only went to help those affected in in person after the floods, he also seen a greater need, a need that financially can ensure the struggling folks that still left homeless and searching for answers can eventually have a light at the end of the tunnel 
He developed an idea of unity. He brought together a super team of artists and their bands, special guests, and special performances. The only connection between all involved with the love for Kentucky that they all share. Um, I'll go to the very end now. In summary, yeah, normally at concerts, at the concerts, there's always a dude that gets too drunk and obnoxious. He always takes away from the show. You know what I'm talking about when I oh, say yeah, that. Oh, yeah, every time. Or there are patrons that you know, selfishly draw attention off the show and onto themselves. That always happens. Yeah, you know, people flashing. Right. Well, they other not. I didn't see any of that. So I didn't experience any of that. Last night, I had my view of Kentucky is reaffirmed. No matter if we were born in the mountains of eastern Kentucky, the plains of western Kentucky, the hollers of southern Kentucky, the streets of Louisville, or the river's edge in the north, we are all one Kentucky. When one of us hurts, we all feel it. When one of us needs, we all give. We may not all be the same politically, racially, religiously, etc. But that's what you know, makes the Kentuckian who we are. I've always had pride of being from this state, but the reasons haven't always been the same. And they've changed you know, periodically until now. You know, the show shout-outs were very mountain-heavy. Yeah, but still, I felt a connection to every one of them. I've discovered that the direction you know, doesn't matter east, west, you know, north, south, central. It doesn't matter. You know, the only part that really matters is Kentucky. So to answer the age-old question, what makes Kentucky so special? You know, put simply, it's the people. Amen. And, you know, he raised $2.5 million. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. And those tickets that I, I bought, you know, probably was half a... <laughs> felt like it was half a... Yeah, yeah. No. It was worth it. Man, it was worth it. All right, folks. Well, that's all that we have from our reigning first lady from Kentucky, mm-hmm. Loretta Lynn. Rest in power, Miss Loretta Lynn. And we appreciate everybody out there. Remember to like, share, follow, rate, review. Hasta mañana. This here podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this here podcast. The Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, asperse, calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or be malign in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all of them tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on the Country Music Critic, and we'll catch you all next time.